0: Hey, it's Monday, July 18th, 2022. We've got news on a lawsuit challenging cannabis' status as a Schedule One drug, a sport legend's game-changing experience with medical marijuana, the cannabis job that's the hardest to keep employees in, and lawsuits you need to be on the lookout for. So get ready. The marijuana industry is constantly changing with new laws, rules, and regulations. And whether you're working in the field or investing in it, you need to know what's happening. We keep you up to date by bringing you the latest information on the marijuana industry. So get ready, because this is the M-News Now. Nevada legalized cannabis for both medical and adult use in 2016. However, the State Board of Pharmacy still has it listed as a Schedule I drug, as does the federal government. With this confusing loophole, the Nevada police have been charging people with possession of a controlled substance with intent to sell, even if it's just a small amount of marijuana. This has caused people to be at risk of felony prosecution for something that's state legal. In light of this, the Nevada chapter of the ACLU is backing a lawsuit against the Nevada Board of Pharmacy over their failure to remove cannabis from their list of Schedule I drugs. The lawsuit asserts that it's unconstitutional for the Nevada Board of Pharmacy to keep cannabis listed as a Schedule I drug while also being state legal for having medicinal value and recreational use. The plaintiffs in this case include an individual who was found guilty of a Class E felony for cannabis possession a year after it was legalized, and the Cannabis Equity and Inclusion Community, or CEIC. They're a group who works to help people get prior marijuana convictions cleared, and also assist disadvantaged communities to participate in the state legal market. The founder of the CEIC, Aisha Goines, said in a press release that it's disheartening that we are four years after legalization and we're still dealing with policies that can derail people's lives over cannabis possession. The plaintiff's lawsuit states that CEIC and Mr. Poole are entitled to relief regarding the misclassification of marijuana, cannabis, and cannabis derivatives as Schedule I substances, because this misclassification of cannabis has caused the plaintiffs continued damage from having a felony, and the CEIC continues to expend their funds trying to assist those wrongly prosecuted people. The lawsuit's also asking the courts to require that the State Board of Pharmacy removes cannabis as a Schedule I drug. An attorney with the ACLU of Nevada, Sadmira Ramick, who's representing the plaintiffs in this case, said she feels that the police are finding ways to charge people with marijuana. And that the Board of Pharmacy is aware of the marijuana state laws, but have maintained its Schedule I status despite being required to have to reevaluate scheduling decisions each year. Since the lawsuit was filed in April, the Nevada State Board of Pharmacy filed a motion asking the courts to dismiss the case against them. This week, Brett Kent, the general counsel for the Board of Pharmacy, told Clark County Judge Joe Hardy. I think it's clear that the goal of the petitioners is to have marijuana descheduled altogether. When the judge asked Kant why he believed this, he said, That's the result, because if this is a judicial determination that Schedule One is unconstitutional, and further judicial determination that the Board of Pharmacy has no authority to schedule marijuana, then it's simply descheduled altogether. Judge Hardy denied the Board of Pharmacy's motion to dismiss the suit and agreed that the case may proceed. This case is absolutely one to watch unfold, as winning could potentially indeed dischedule cannabis in the state and the country. Like the old expression, you're only as strong as the weakest link, an effective team in the cannabis industry is essential to smooth and profitable operations. One of those essential roles in getting your marijuana from seed to sale is the bud tender. The bud tender is the final step in getting product into customers' hands. And a successful budtender can make all the difference in how much money a customer spends and what they spend it on. Bud tenders can steer customers towards or away from products or brands. They can upsell for a higher purchase total, and their personality alone can often influence a customer's likelihood to buy or leave empty-handed. Because of all this, the budtender is truly one of the most critical roles in the industry, and yet often one of the hardest employees to retain. A study on bud tenders from the 2022 Bud Tenders Association Industry Report found that 77% of all customers said they rely on the bud tender to help making purchase decisions. Cannabis analytics firm Headset released data on a new report focused on retail workers in the cannabis industry. Headset studied workers in both Canada and the United States over the last year and found similar results for both countries. They found that nearly 25% of new hire bud tenders stay less than one month on the job. They also found that 55% of all bud tenders stay in a job less than a year. So for a role that's so critical in getting those sales dollars, the bud tender role is one that perhaps needs a deeper look at for employee retention. Another part of Headset's study showed that better-performing bud tenders were less likely to leave the job, whereas poor-performing bud tenders left more often. This makes some sense as it feels good to do good at a job and vice versa. A higher-performing bud tender might be making more money on tips or commission too, which is another reason to stay at a job. So for a cannabis retailer, spending some time overlooking your bud tender's trends would be time well spent. Take a look into the reasons why your employees have left and what you can do to alleviate those reasons so that you're able to retain your bud tending staff. In an industry that's driven by sales, the bud tenders are on the front line and happy employees influence happy customers and better sales. As the cannabis industry grows across the country and fortunes are made, naturally disputes will arise and lawsuits will follow. Reuters News did a deep look at the type of lawsuits that are trending in the cannabis industry. They studied states where cannabis is legal and looked at the most recent data, focusing on the first half of 2022. The sampling of lawsuits can give owner-operators, employees, and investors an idea of things to be conscientious of while doing business. Reuters' study found that the vast majority of all lawsuits, just over one-third, or 34%, revolved around commercial disputes. These include things like breach of contract, landlord-tenant disputes, securities issues, breach of fiduciary duty, and fraud. The next most common type of lawsuits, a 21%, were from actions against state and local governments, such as issues around administration and regulation of a state's cannabis market. Employment disputes made up 14%, and unpaid tax collection were 10% of the litigation filed. Intellectual property disagreements, particularly trade infringement, were another 9% of the total. Customer class actions brought in 5%, and antitrust disputes brought up the remaining, at approximately 2% of all suits filed. Reuters noted that a growing number of legal experts anticipate that as the market continues to mature, more types of lawsuits will arise. They say to be on the lookout for more suits regarding things such as product liability, in regards to improper labeling, or a defect in how something was marketed or manufactured. Experts say that the cannabis industry should also be prepared for an increase in FDA actions regarding the violation of Food, Drug, and Cosmetics Act. Earlier this year, the FDA already issued more than a dozen warning letters to companies regarding the sale, labeling, and or marketing of CBD products. The cannabis industry is expected to continue to grow at an incredible rate, which only encourages more people to want to get into the business. As a natural result of numbers, lawsuits are bound to increase as well. Staying aware of potential concerns and taking preventative cautions is one way to remain ready to keep your interest moving smoothly. Rugby is arguably one of the physically toughest sports on the body. It requires strength, power, and the ability to endure getting hit hard for up to 80 minutes a game. And they do it without helmets and without pads. Retired rugby players have been found to be between 2 to 10 times more likely to suffer long-term effects from injuries earned in the game, as compared to retirees from other sports. Australian rugby legend Andrew Johns is widely considered to be one of the greatest players in rugby league history, but after more than 300 games, he's also had his fair share of injuries. Among other things, he suffered a broken jaw, torn ACL, a serious neck injury, nerve damage, groin injuries, many concussions, and more. A few years back, he was also diagnosed with frontal lobe epilepsy, which causes him debilitating seizures. Johns believes that this may have been caused by the repeated knocks to his head during his playing career. He said that for almost 30 years, he's had to rely on sleeping pills and anti-inflammatory pills. But recently, that's all changed, thanks to cannabis. John said that cannabis has been an absolute game-changer for managing both his chronic pain and his epileptic seizures. He spoke to the Sydney Sunday Times and said, I've been taking medicinal cannabis for 18 months now as well as the medication I'm taking, and I'm seizure-free. I can go to the park now and kick the footy. I can jog. I hadn't run for 10 years. It's so nice to run around and play with the kids. He also added that since taking medicinal cannabis, he hasn't felt the need to take a sleeping pill once. An additional benefit that he's noted is that he feels his concentration's gotten better with cannabis use, and his partner said he seems calmer. Another former rugby player and the current coach of the Richmond footy team Damian Hardwick told Daily Mail Australia earlier this year about his experience with the medicinal cannabis. Hardwick talked about the debilitating pain that he'd been in and how much it had affected his quality of life. Then he found cannabis. He said, This medicinal cannabis takes the pain from a nine to a two. Hearing about the positive cannabis experiences that these and other much loved and respected sports figures have had is a tremendous positive boost in the general population's opinion of the value of cannabis. That's all you need to know for today. Be sure to keep listening for the latest updates. And follow us on themnewsnow.com. Later.